This is Main Street on Prairie Public. I'm Ashley Thornburg with Craig Blumenschein. And joining us is root seller Sue. Sue Balcom joins us once a week for Main Street Eats to talk about food. Sue, thank you. Thanks. It's everybody's Hi, favorite subject. Hey, Craig. <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, I have a question for you both. Um, I know Ashley is from North Dakota. What is your ethnicity? Did I say that right? Ethnicity. Yeah. Ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I'm Swedish, Norwegian, and Finnish. Okay, so you're fairly white. Yeah, with yeah, your, it's a, with yeah. your diet. Just slightly right? off. Yes, all of our foods are slightly off white. Okay, and then Craig, <laughs> what color foods did you grow up with? Western European, I would say, um, is, is where our, our lineage comes from, so fairly white. Yeah. So, right, and so we're talking about like probably really unseasoned food. I mean, it was fairly <laughs> bland when I think about it. You know, we had salt and pepper in our house. That was it for me. Right. Yeah. And then all the food I ate growing up was pretty much dough food. Um, and then milk and cream, oh, which yeah. is also white. Oh, I remember when my dad would buy lemon pepper and it was like a big they, deal. They didn't even have lemon pepper when I was growing up. That was, I don't even know if we had a lemon in our house when I was growing I, up. Yeah, I have uh, quite a few more spices. I think I probably have 10 or 12 different kinds of salt at home even. Well, and, and salt lots more is spices. so magnificent. And it's gotten quite popular um, as of late. You know, it used to be, um, let's see, when it rains, it pours. Remember that oh, the commercial? Mo- the little girl. Yep, the girl, Morton yeah. girl, yep, with the little umbrella and the <laughs> iodized table salt. And my husband and I are constantly at battle about this. He wants salt that comes out of that salt shaker. And I prefer um, real gritty kosher and, and black Himalayan sea salt mm-hmm. and, you know, all these kinds of things. So I thought we should really talk a little bit about salt today because I've been um, experimenting with making my own finishing salts. Okay. Plus, and there was that book about heat. Oh, salt, salt, fat, acid, Yeah, heat. that mm-hmm. one. And she talked about the different ways to salt food. Yeah, it matters when, not Absolute, just what kind of salt. Absolutely. Yeah. So here, I, I heard this story about this guy, this employer who would take people out to lunch. And if they salted their food before they tasted it, he wouldn't hire them. I, that drives me crazy. I watch. That's the first thing people do is yeah. grab the salt shaker. And I'm like, you it. should taste it first. Oh, but they know what they want. They, oh, they know what's going to make this just, just right. Are you saying I shouldn't salt my eggs in the morning before I have the first bite? Well, salt now we, when you're cooking them. Well, right. If you're cooking your eggs, you know there's no salt sure. on them. Or you know if there's salt on them. But I find that there's so many soups that they serve at restaurants that are so doggone salty, they make your eyeballs Mm -hmm. roll. Um, And I'm sure they do it so you drink more beer. I I don't know. I woke up in the Um, middle of the night once after having like a Reuben salt, uh, Reuben soup. I was so thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Totally dehydrated. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. I went on a salt-free diet at one time when I was young, and I was pregnant and went in to see my OBGYN, and I told him that we sort of have eliminated salting anything that we eat. And he turned around and he goes, that is absolutely ridiculous. You need to eat salt because salt is important for the production of the blood and other fluids in your body. You actually need some salt. Hmm. Um, and I have notoriously low blood pressure, so I never have to worry about that. 
in particular. So mm, okay, um, so that advice maybe not for people with high right. blood pressure. Right, you need to watch that if you have any other health problems. But you do, d- okay. So here's one of the problems: is that the more refined foods that are on the supermarket shelves have so much additional sodium in as a preservative that they say you shouldn't even be eating store-bought bread if you have um, high blood pressure because it's so jam-packed with sodium. So we're talking, too, about a different kind of era or a different kind of person which doesn't, you know, I don't buy a lot of processed foods, and I never have because I didn't realize that you could. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I couldn't believe that people didn't grow gardens and can their own foods. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was 50 years old, I didn't even realize that. So, um, but table salt is probably the most blah salt that you can actually have on your table. But that doesn't mean that I don't have it in my house. Salt um, is the only mineral that we use when we cook. And minerals... Mm -hmm. Trace minerals are important to everybody's good health, which is yet another reason to buy your vegetables from farmers markets who are growing in good, um, healthy soil, because that's where minerals come from. Um, and like I said before, it balances your body fluids in your in your body. So it's really got some importance in your diet. But um, I do know that there are people who, like I said, they salt their food to no end. And, and that's like, and I like to taste my food. So mm-hmm. so I ask people every now and then what they think is the recommended amount of salt per day. Oh boy. Not in milligrams that nobody knows what that means, but in like measurements. And I surprise them when I tell them it's just one teaspoon for the whole day. Right, but I'm going to um, correct you about something, and you can't use that teaspoon measurement for all types of salts. Sure. You have to weigh them out because they're not interchangeable. Um, so so if you're... Table salt would be a teaspoon. Right, that's what I would say is okay. that that's probably what so you're talking about. if you're using about. like a large flake salt, maybe you could go... A little more. Right, okay. and I use, um, I use pink salt in my sauerkraut now, and that is... I weigh mm. everything out in grams because you cannot rely on measuring. And you know the way I measure, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> you, can, mm-hmm, you can't. Mm-hmm. But you got to taste, you know. And that's what um, Samin is it Samir oh, talks yeah. about. You know, is that you know there's a certain kind of salt that's used for koshering meat, hence the name kosher salt. And the only difference between kosher salt and your regular table salt that you buy in the round cylinder box is that it's flaked instead of fine um, and it doesn't have the additional iodine in the salt um, which at one time they thought was an important thing to have in salt I don't think it's I don't think it's as um, you know I don't think that the iodine iodized salt is as necessary now as it was before you don't hear of anybody um, having goiters very often, you mm, know. Sure. So, um, but it was a convenient way for people from the 1920s on, right, to get iodine into their diet. So, um, and why are there so many salts when yeah. they all come from the same source, you know? You know, when you say you've got sea salt, well, that's where so all salt everyone. comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, you know, we have prehistoric seas, as you know, we're kind of living in. Well, now, were we, was Lake Agassiz fresh water or salt water? We're, we were underwater at one time, Beats right? Me. I would 
guess fresh, but I don't know. Yeah, see, that's something I have to I'm go just... home now and and um, look up. So I love using kosher salt. a large proglacial lake. Okay, fed by meltwater. Okay, so then it would so be not then salty, it would right? Be, yeah, then it would be fresh. Um, so we don't have any salt deposits underground in this okay. state, um, except out at our house where our well water is so stinking salty that you have to drink water to um, wash it down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we can't. Well, I told JC the first thing we have to do is get some decent water piped into our house because th- you couldn't even make coffee with our well water. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we can water the garden. I'm like, no, 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 no. One of the worst things in the world is the salt buildup inside of a high tunnel because it never gets fresh rain on it because it's covered all the time. So, um, But that's a whole nother topic yes. there. So. <laughs> We're not harvesting that salt. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, sea salt um, is very trendy nowadays. Um, I use kosher salt, like I had mentioned before. Um, they say chefs like that because you can feel what a pinch of salt mm. is. Um, and I do have some sea salt that I use for the top of my focaccia that is so fine. JC's going to love it in his salt shaker. Mm. Um, but you've got to, um, you know, I mentioned that it was like really popular to use sea salt now and it's in it's in potato chips, it's on top mm-hmm. of chocolate caramels mm-hmm. and all that kind of it's stuff. It's kind of a marketing thing sometimes too, it right? Is. Yeah. It is a marketing thing. So like with everything else you put into your mouth, you really need to read the labels. When you refine the salt, as in table salt, that is a refined salt, all of the good things are taken out of it. And that's why they have to put the iodine back into that salt Hmm. Um, because, you know, it's kind of like over-processing and then, you know, starting over again with a blank slate. So you have to read the label on the kinds of salts that you're buying. And, man, some of them are pricey. Holy cow. Well. Yeah, I wonder when when you were talking about making finishing salts, and and you see a lot of seasoned salts, especially as we get into the holiday uh, shopping season, for want of a better term here. Uh, do you make a lot of your own flavored salts, and and what are some of the rules to follow when you're flavoring salts? Because it's not the salt that makes that an expensive gift. They're right. usually it's probably very easy herbs. to make. Yeah. It's a it's actually a preservation technique. Okay. You know, and so people are like, I said something to somebody about a finishing salt the other day and they're like, what are you talking about? Well, you know, like Samir says, if you want to um, you should salt your meat, like salt your steaks, use a cheap salt for that. If you're gonna put salt in pasta water you want to use a cheap salt for that Hmm. Um, but a finishing salt is like the very last thing Mm -hmm. that you would put on something so you're salting your food to bring out flavor as you cook and and like I said before the secret is to taste to taste to taste to taste as you go along don't be like pouring in a half a cup of salt into um, something and then expecting to be able to reduce that saltiness because it's nearly impossible um, when you overdo it. So what you want to do is salt as you go and then a finishing salt which I've been doing this basil finishing salt. I've done chili lime salt Mm -hmm. and what it is is um, you you take your basil like about a third cup of 
packed basil leaves and a cup of salt of your choice um, in your food processor and grind it up really good. And then you put it on a cookie sheet or in a dehydrator and you dry it down back to its original salty form. And if it's chunky because it has nothing in it to keep it from chunking, like the like table the salt does, okay. then um, you can put it back in your food processor and bust it up a little bit. And the basil salt that I'm using, I can only imagine um, a fresh sliced tomato and sprinkled with basil salt instead of table salt. Um, so you could use it for salads. The word finishing should give you every hint there that you need. Right. It's the, the last <laughs> salt that you put on. So... Um, and, oh, before I forget, you know, I keep a beautiful Jimmy Ulmer hand-thrown pottery salt cellar next to my stove, and that's where I keep mm. my kosher salt in. Mm-hmm. And uh, salt does not like to get wet. Um, sunlight does not bother salt, so you can keep your fancy salts out in the light and admire them from time to time. But with my kosher salt cellar that I have, I actually have a little piece of um, cheesecloth and I wrap rice in there and tie it shut and I keep that in there it kind of like works as those little silicone packets oh I wonder if those would work I save those you know um, when you get something from the store and it has one of those like a pair of shoes mm-hmm. has a silicone packet in to keep the moisture away oh, um, that's what that little rice packet does in that salt so that salt never ends up clumping up and we need that more in the summertime right and as we get into winter that may not be quite as necessary why is that it's the because we community. live in the great dry yeah. wasteland of winter yes. <laughs> that's exactly right so um, so get yourself some fancy salts and then get yourself a, um, a scale so that you can measure your salt instead of just pouring it on um, things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, s- and don't use canning salt oh, unless you're canning, right? That's an absolute, <laughs> yes, I forgot that. You know, I did a little reading about salt and they, med- they mentioned all these other types of salt. They didn't talk about canning salt. You cannot interchangeably use canning salt and table salt or kosher salt because pickling salt is like twice as salty. And don't ask me how that works. It must have something to do with how they process mm. salt. Like if you were walking um, walking in a salt cave, you know, tasting that salt would be way different than after they've actually gone out and did whatever they do to it before they put it in a box. Have you ever cooked on a salt plate or served on a chilled salt plate? No, but that sounds like a lot of fun. Do you lick your plate and then take a bite <laughs> and lick your plate and then take a bite? No, you just you just cook, you, you heat up the salt plate and then uh, usually whatever you're cooking has to be thinly sliced and then you just cook it on it, which is usually, you know, 700 degrees or so. Oh. Or if it's chilled, you know, you take the salt plate out of the fridge and then you put your watermelon or your cheese or whatever it is and so it just is uh, it's more like infused so do you use um how do you make a salt plate do you use gorilla glue to hold that salt together you (laughs) buy it from your local tj maxx i don't know (laughs) i'm going out to look for one of those plates for crying out loud sure man Oh, you're funny, funny girl. Oh, yeah. Hey, is is there a use for rock salt besides making ice cream? Um, I think that that is the least processed salt of all salts. And its main purpose in life is for keeping things frozen. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? It, like, mm-hmm. holds the cold kind of thing. So, And, you know, another thing, too, that I think people don't 
don't realize when they're cooking is mm. that sometimes there's naturally occurring salt in, you know, anchovies oh, or sure. feta cheese. You have to really kind of like just go easy on it till you till you like it. You know, like I my my taste buds as I have gone through treatment have changed. Um, so I do not rely on on my taste solely anymore when I'm doing something for the market. I always ask mm. um, somebody else to um, try it first to make sure they don't oversalt something. I really like salt. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I bathe in it, too. You know, there's oh, other sure. uses for salt. Um, I clean my iron with it. You know, like if you iron your clothes and you got sticky gunk, from something on the oh, on your iron. Put salt water through, yeah. One. Well, you heat your iron up mm-hmm. and you put your salt down on a piece of brown paper and you run your iron over it mm. and the salt acts kind of as a grit on there to clean your iron off. So just like baking soda, everybody should buy salt by the five-pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> that is my advice for today. <laughs> <laughs> we check in with Sue Balcom once a week. Thank you, Sue. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sue.